Welcome to Thinking Reimagined. Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts provoking intergenerational dialogue in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change in the global workplace and community. Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity, engagement, collaboration, and learning amongst individuals, teams, and beyond. Enjoy, Enjoy this episode. episode and subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of the Thinking Reimagined podcast. I am Nifemi Oguntoye. Today, we're talking about the Jaqua syndrome. And if you're hearing Jaqua for the first time, it's simply, you know, living in a country for greener pasture in another country. And it's widely used to describe the urgent desire by many young Nigerians to leave for, you know, better places like the US, Canada. And there's a long list of countries where Nigerians are going to now. As a matter of fact, some Nigerians are going to countries like Niger, <laughs> Niger and Burkina Faso. Um, some are using Libya as a connecting point to Europe. It's actually very interesting. Um, as recent as 2021, the World Bank says some 50% young Nigerians desire to leave the country. And that's very instructive. Personally, I think that there are, there are more than that. There are perhaps more than 50% of Nigerian youth who are, who, who are willing to leave Nigeria for better places. Uh, I've lost the count of people I know personally. Guys, just give me a minute. My daughters are really... Just one minute, please. Well, hello, everyone. Let me interject while Nefemi is busy until he gets back. I think it has to do more with wanting to live for other places. I don't know if it's better or not, but Jaqua probably means leaving, if I'm correct. No, it's interesting that you should be um, discussing this because I, for one, did not know that term until probably a year ago. And I have struggled with saying it correctly, um, but I'm coming to understand what it means. Um, to, it, it's basically about um, migrating, you know, leaving the country, migrating to what people will consider in many cases, or they hope is better, greener pastures. But the question here is about, uh, for me, is always about the irregularity of it and the conditions under which people do leave Nigeria. And I've always wondered, do they really understand the dynamics that they're going into based on how they leave the country because there is no guarantee that if you go into another country that you're going to have a better life. When you think about the global situation right now where there is a, a struggle economically, um, socially, um, judicially, globally that there are issues, particularly after this pandemic, which we're now learning to live with, so it is endemic, um, is it the time to leave? And what are the guarantees? 
and many countries are laying off workers and struggling with inflation. So are you going there with the tools that you require to live a better life, so to speak? And in what manner are you leaving the country? Are you being trafficked or are you living irregularly? So I'm absolutely thrilled with the panelists we have today. And I see that Nifemi is back, so I'm going to hand over. Okay, and thank you everyone for joining just, us. Sorry, can I just quickly add something to what Dr. Amma said? Because I have a personal um, example. There's this young gentleman that's applied to um, go to Ireland, to UK, to Australia, and he's processing four different visas at the same time. And this is a personal person that I know, so it's not like a speculation or anything. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, I just want to leave. I don't care where I go. So a lot of these youths don't even care where they're going. They just want to leave. And that in itself is what is going on. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Boyo, I, it's pretty, con uh, it's a huge worry for me. You know, I, I know a lot of um, young people and not just people who are struggling because that's, that's perhaps the biggest worry for me. Many of the people that I know who are leaving Nigeria are people that I personally look up to, who I would think that they're doing very well. Uh, you know, people you will consider as the middle class. And just at the point where they get their business growing, the next thing that comes to mind is to leave Nigeria. But let me introduce our panelists to you on this episode. Deborah Duroquiton, Sabitude. Can I go with Sabitude, Deborah? Because I see yeah, you signed yeah, as yeah. Sabitude. <laughs> yes, yes, it's okay, it's fine. All right, Deborah is pursuing a career in cloud computing, and she joins us for the first time on the Thank You Very Much in podcast. So welcome, Deborah. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Chilean Efi Azu is the founder of the Female Return Migrant Network, and she's shared with us some passionate stories in this regard in the past. Chilean, it's good to have you here again. Thank you so much. Jerry Adelu entrepreneur, also with the voice of migrants. Jerry's story continued to inspire many people. Jerry wanted to jackpot some years ago. Perhaps uh, he will be sharing some of the experiences with us in the course of this podcast. Hey, Jerry, how are you today? Okay, uh, I think I got that now. Thank you, Onifemi, for having me this morning. Uh, oh, sorry, this afternoon. And it's nice to be here. Thank you very much. We also have the um, Zona Commander of NAPTIP in Lagos, Mrs. Kanfoteboko, who is joining us again on this episode. Good to have you here, Mrs. Kanfot. I'd like to begin by having a survey. We have about seven people on this panel. Yeah, we know that Dr. Ahmad, you know, breezes in and breezes out, crisscrosses Nigeria and every other part of the world a thousand and one times a year. Same thing goes to Peter Aman Boyo. They are not likely going to Japa bots. They also seem to, we may not call them um, the Japa generation. Or perhaps they have Japa in the real sense. They made some money and then they are back in the country because that's really what happens with many people. You know, you go out of the country, you get good education, and then you come back. I know that they will come for me for saying this, but let us leave the two of them out of this for now. 
I like to find out from the other young people whether you are planning or you are dreaming to leave this country one day. I'd like to begin with you, Deborah. Okay, personally, I actually hope to um, say in two years, because I still have to go to law school um, later this year. And primarily, the basic reason why I have it actually in my um, plan is because um, I'm taking a course in cloud computing, like you stated earlier. And I do check a lot. I mean, I want to be a solution architect. Um, and I do check out like, you know, lots of opportunities. And most of the time I'm actually told, oh, it's restricted to this region. You're not um, eligible because of like your place of residence. And I'm thinking, um, um, I'm a UCOM member, right? And I earn 33,000 Naira every month. And I took um, the um, I took some professional exams, and it's, it actually seems to me like these um, certifications are not going to be like valuable in this place. And the only chances I have to make use of the certification is if I actually leave the borders of this country. Okay, now there's like an opportunity for me to like, because um, sometimes I think a month or two ago I saw this publication like oh Amazon is coming to Nigeria, and actually that actually seems like you know, a good thing for me. But I'm also thinking, what if like, you know, government policies arise and Amazon is thinking, oh, they can actually come to Nigeria again. So where, where does that put me? Like, in what place does that put me? So basically, I actually have it in my plan. Right, yeah, sure. Thank so this plan of yours has to do with education and also working outside Nigeria, right? Did I get that yes. accurate? Yes. And um, do you plan returning if you find your way out? Definitely. I mean, I, where, where I stand, no, no place like home. I mean, people always talk about, you know, the cultural shock. Yeah, but I mean, I would really, def I would definitely want to like come back home. I definitely want to come back home. Chilean, what's up with you? You were once in Italy. Are you planning to go back? Okay. Hello, everyone. I do not have any plans yet to migrate again. And if ever I'm going to migrate, it's going to be the right way. But then I have something I'm doing here that um, really needs attention. I have um, a vision to support young girls to avoid human trafficking. So that vision is what I'm fully invested in. And I don't think for now that I have any plans to travel. All right, Chilean doesn't have plans yet, at least not for now. What about you, Jerry? I still have plans to travel because um, as a businessman and um, based on what I am doing, I still believe that I still need to see more to what life is because um, a king sometimes is actually not honored in his own kindred, yeah? So when you go out, you meet with people, you get good ideas, you educate yourself, you learn, and you come back to develop your country. I think um, it's a good reasons for, for somebody like Jerry to say, have it in mind to travel either now or in the nearest future. Mr. Boko is the NAPTIP Zona commander in Lagos. Um, I don't want to preempt you. Your answer is no, right? You don't have plans to leave this country. But you can surprise me, you know. I don't have any plan to Jackpa. <laughs> because I think what you are going through in Nigeria Nigeria is one of the best countries one can stay and make it. It doesn't look like age is on your side anyways. 
Listen <laughs> <laughs> so. me, listen me. That is an ageist, discriminatory comment. <laughs> Dr. Amma, you're not supposed to be on this podcast officially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am always on the podcast. That is a discriminatory comment. As a matter of fact, does, does Jackpa have a limit? What did you say? To Jackpa have an age limit? Uh, no, it doesn't because I know a 50 something year old man who I met yesterday who is talking about Jackpa. And yes. I thought, wow, anybody can Jackpa. Jackpa is really about migrating, right? Yes. Emigrating. Yes. Emigrating to a new place is what it's about, is the process of how you do it that's of great concern. But certainly, Comfort wants to leave Nigeria. She's free to. She'll just do it the legal way. Absolutely. Mrs. Agboku, you were making a point earlier. What I said, what I was trying to say is that in spite of all what we are going through in the country, I still believe that Nigeria is one of the best countries one can live and make it. And I want to say that from... Um, experience and from the work we are doing, age is still on my side because you see some people 50, 50, over 50 years, they were still deceived, trafficked to some countries and were <clears throat> even imprisoned to be working as fashion designers and some people were exploiting them. Such a case was reported to my command in the month of March and we are already investigating such a case. Hmm. So age is still, I believe it's age is still on my side. But I don't have okay. any plans to jump anywhere. But maybe for vacation and you know things like that. Um, uh, if, mm, if I'm if I decide to go on vacation, I will come back. Because personally, I don't believe in all this jackpot. I don't believe in it. I'm not okay, caught so up. Let me ask you another question. Personally, you don't believe in jackpot, but do you believe in having your children get education outside Nigeria? Hmm. I won't say I believe in my children having education outside Nigeria because the two children that I have, they have had their first degrees in one of the, in two of the best universities in Nigeria. And all I always tell them is, if they want to relocate, they should relocate. If they want to jackpot, they should jackpot in a regular way, not mm. in an irregular way, so that they will not be, they will not find themselves being embarrassed. All right. So let's talk about this jackpot mentality, because the biggest challenge that I have observed over the years is the fact that um, there is usually no certain vision or certain reason for leaving Nigeria more than survival or some, you know, outward expectation of better life outside the country. So when I have conversations like these, people will tell you, even if you don't want to leave because of yourself, leave because of your children. Um, it, it is bleaky here in the country. Security is not great. Aswa has been on strike for many months now. There's this sense of stability that the outside world gives to many Nigerians. How accurate is this fact? Perhaps Peter Aman Boyo can help us out because, you know, Mr. Boyo and Dr. Ama visit, <laughs> visit these countries more often. 
how how accurate is this mindset that things are better outside? Okay, um, first of all, I just want to clarify something. 90% of people that tell me they want to Jaguar, it's not about education. It's about looking for a better way. And the illusion, illusion, because that's what I call it, that when you leave Nigeria and go somewhere else, you're going to be earning foreign exchange and it's just going to be dropping from the ceiling. And that is very, very, very untrue because when you leave these shores, immediately you leave the international airport, you're now in foreign land. You don't have work permits. You don't have any um, where to stay. You don't have accommodation. You don't have who to run to. So you're now on your own. What do you do? You think when you get abroad or wherever country you're going, it's going to be as easy as that. First of all, you're black. Then you're African. Then you're Nigerian. So that's already three strikes against you because let's be realistic. Being Nigerian now in the world, you're perceived as um, 419 or a scammer or whatever. So it's even more difficult for you being Nigerian. That is in today's world, not in the past where Nigeria used to have a higher standard. When I first went to school in America, uh, my dad gave me um, $1,000. I mean, $1,000. What was it? 1,000 Naira, sorry. And that was more, um, how much was it? It was like $1 was 65 Naira. So that's how far back it was. And now $1 is 610 Naira as of today. So just imagine what that tells you. So the, the Jackpot um, lifestyle or whatever you want to call it, is more of an illusion of what you think you're going to find out there. I'm sure Jerry and Jillian and all of you can, can attest to this, that when you left, you had this notion that it's just going to be honey and roses and money and good life, but that's not it. You're a foreigner in a foreign land and you don't have any papers. You don't have any way of making a living. And if by mistake you get trafficked, these guys can tell you. And what you have said is very valid. Also valid is the fact that I've also seen a trend where people who return to this country with foreign education appear to be faring better. So there are professions where, you know, you have years of experience, but you, the challenge is that you've never had any foreign certificates. And then someone comes in and says, oh, I just finished this course in America and in Switzerland, and that person is favored above you. Do you consider that's that to be relevant no, as well? That's not true. Perhaps one of the that's biggest true. motivations for people. That's not true because sometimes it works against you because sometimes you're like, well, that's the American way. We don't do it like that here. Or you're overqualified. Or it also works against you in some entities. Or we can't hire you because you earn dollars and we're paying in Naira, so... We can't hire you. So it has its negative connotations too. Absolutely. So let us take a look at some of the exciting figures here. Nigeria, we are told, is placed third in West Africa among the nations pulled in the World Bank record I mentioned earlier, trailing only Liberia. Liberia um, has 70% of young people who want to leave the country. Sierra Leone has 60%. And we're told there are 50% in Nigeria. But look at the figures here. 
the report went on to say that Nigerians were the largest group of migrants from sub-Saharan Africa coming in, into Europe in 2016 and 2017, with almost 40,000 landing in Italy in 2016 alone, over 90% of them arriving by sea. Jerry, I'd like you to talk to us about um, what you, you have experienced this, the issue of irregular migration born out of some form of desperation. And I've heard your story countless of times about how you were running a small business somewhere in Benin and you were doing pretty well, but someone was offering you something, a life that is bigger and better than what you currently have. Would you say that what motivates irregular migration in this light is the aspiration for a better life or maybe lack of education has to how to achieve this form of immigration? <clears throat> okay, uh, thank you very much for having me again. Um, for me, right, is a different notion for me traveling. And my own was because I wanted better earnings. I wanted to make a smith for myself, so bring out the big boy in me so that people will see me in the street and know that, okay, this guy is trying. But um, for other people, there are other reasons why they are, you know, traveling or let me use the word jack out of Nigeria because they want to look for greener pastures. And for me, like I said, it was business. It was based on what I was, what I was doing and somebody was giving me, you know, an insight of a better life. And me, I want to pursue that better life so that I can, you know, get my, my family can get the feedback. But for other persons, it can be for different things. It can be for school. Okay, let's take, for example, this present ASU strike that is on ground now. Nifemi, I can tell you that by this time next year, the number of Nigerian persons, students who will leave Nigeria will be alarming, will be more than three or four we used to see before because there is nobody who wants a better life for himself or herself that has planned itself, okay, I want to go to school for year one to year four. And at the end of the day, you end up going to school. Instead of four years, you're going to school for five years, for six years because of ASU strike today, tomorrow, and next tomorrow. And you'll be giving some courses that are not even relevant to your own study. And when you get outside this country, you can get exactly what you want to do. For example, if somebody is reading um, uh, civil engineering like I do, and you are doing further mathematics, you are doing physics, and at the end of the day, you are not going to use all these things in your life. So when a youth now sits down and you know think about it, uh, what am I even doing? As it's frustrating me, money does not have value. What should I do next? You see them having plans. And definitely there's a way the cycle is, Somebody who has a better idea or who has that regular route idea will always be planted in your midst, you know, and the person will come and give you the information that, ah, you don't worry, forget also strike, I can, you know, you can make it outside when you get abroad. And that's the reason why people are going. So apart from schooling, there are other things that are still motivating people, which is different from my own reason why I was migrating. Another one is this prophecy in our various churches. Pastor told you your, your destiny is not in Nigeria. I see your destiny abroad and all that. And the child will be like, hmm, thank God, also is on strike. My reverend or my pastor or my mom has confirmed me that, you know, my destiny is not here in Nigeria. And that will give them enough conviction to go. So for me, 
I was actually looking for a better life. This other persons might be looking for schooling. Another person might be looking for a better life. Some people might look for an economic factor. It can just be like, I want to see a friend. Let me know what my friend is, you know, how my friend is sending container. Because for my own state, it's a normal thing. Like I used to say, it's a tradition from Edo State that each house must have a representative of people who are who lives abroad. And it doesn't matter how they get there. Their own is, Osawe says there, he sent container. And you must go there so that you can send your own container. So it's a different reasons why people try to migrate. And I will encourage Nigeria that they should not look at all these XYZ factors and fall victims. That's why we keep preaching the good news that we are not saying you cannot jackpot anytime. Of course, to track to jackpot is your right, but if you must jackpot, jackpot in the right way. Get the necessary documents. Some people who won't jackpot in the right way, when they get to the other side, they become regular migrants when, they, when their documents expire. Some people leave this country with just two weeks tourism visa and they want to relocate. And you ask yourself, why is it possible? At the end of the after staying two weeks, they become an irregular migrant. You begin to ask yourself, what did you go there to do? Now, the Nigerian that you are saying there is no money, the Nigerian that you are saying that there is no better life, you will now be calling that same Nigeria to rescue you, like Jerry. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I will, it's not, it, my own is different. My own is just, I, I want a better life. But a lot of factors are there. Friends, Instagram today has motivated a lot of Nigerians to travel because of good pictures, because of good postings. Some people will just go to a boutique and snap pictures. They tell you, life in Dubai. And, they will, and, and you ask, bros, Alpha, how are you doing it? And they will tell you, are uh, easy, simple. And you know, an ordinary Nigerian, we are easily moved with words. If you tell somebody, you know, you are the you are the best, and the person will begin to see himself as the best, and the person will begin to walk like the best because we are easily moved with words. So when somebody gives somebody a jackpot information, the person has no choice to think whether it's fake or not, provided he or she has seen a video or a picture on Instagram or on Facebook. The person will not have any reason to say, let me go and check if it's truth or not. And you see them Absolutely. being lured into the irregular route. Thank you. And Jerry, I agree with you. Um, the honest truth is that it, it's not quite easy to leave Nigeria. If you pursue it on your own, you often need plenty of money, a lot of determination. You require strategy, patience, and the rest. So whenever there's an opportunity to live with you know, less troubles, you can be sure that people jump on it. Um, some months or years ago, Saudi Arabia held a re recruitment exercise for Nigerian doctors. And, you, you know, some over 9,000 doctors left Nigeria for the UK in the past two years. There is what they call the Bahrain drain in 2016, where we just found out that some Nigerian athletes were actually, you know, running and doing sport for a totally strange country. But I'd like us to speak to the concern. We'll get back to the issue of irregular migration shortly. But I'd like us to speak to the concern of the, the outflux, if there's any word like that, of Nigerians to other countries. I mean, personally for me, I keep counting. My next door neighbor is on his way to Canada. My cousin is in Canada. Uh, I, I mean, there's just a long list of people that I know. I mean, I'll see someone in church today and then next week, Sunday, they're sending me messages 
from outside the country and you're wondering, someone jokingly said, we are not up to 10 that are remaining in this country, the way people are living. <laughs> Do I have anybody on this panel who is concerned? Because I know that Dr. Ama mentioned earlier that there's nothing wrong in living this country, same as Mrs. Comfort, just to ensure that you live the right way. But who else is concerned about the volume of people leaving this country and the quality of people that are leaving this country? So uh, um, I was just thinking, okay, we all believe that, you know, the youth are the future of Nigeria, right? But it's a it's a thing of concern if the people who are supposed to build the country are actually leaving i believe there's there's going to be like a brain drain in a couple of years if you know all the doctors if the doctors are leaving who are supposed to be cheating the people um you know um the, uh, maybe teachers or probably bankers or whoever are actually leaving and, and it comes from a place of hope you know it's it's really hard to hope in this place trust me like you just keep hoping like you know things get better things get better but at some point, you have to start thinking for yourself, like, okay, I just want to survive, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, yeah, Nigeria has a great uh, future. Nigeria is, you know, future of, you know, you, young people are the future of Nigeria. But it just seems like, you know, things are actually working against the young people. As much as it's a thing of concern for us collectively, but when we're thinking about it individually, I, I, I think everybody's just trying to, like, protect themselves, basically. I mean the brain drain factor but really everybody's just trying to look out for themselves this is the thinking reimagined podcast sponsored by allied empowerment allied empowerment consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions brain-based leadership and coaching allied empowerment empowers business leaders teams and individuals to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust curiosity, psychological safety, engagement, and communication. Allied Empowerment, thriving in a sustainable and valued manner. Indeed. I, I agree with you completely that everyone is looking, uh, uh, they're looking to take care of themselves and protect the future of their families. Uh, these days now, tech talents are in high demand globally. And Nigeria has many, which I believe you are one of them. So companies are looking to hire talents, you know, come shopping in Nigeria and live with the best talents that they find. And even countries are organizing programs to, you know, lure some of our best hands. Yes. And that okay. is a very terrifying thing because most of the people I know that have left these countries are doing quite well. And you wonder who, 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 when they take the best of us, what is left of this country? But let me Sorry. bring Mrs. Comfort into this conversation very quickly. What would you say are some of the biggest um, um, lessons that you have learned interacting with some of the victims of um, irregular migration and some young Nigerians who have fallen victim of the, the urge to leave Nigeria? Thank you once more, Nifemi. I will say that in the course of it, doing my work in active since 2004, that some of the lessons I've learned as a mother, as a Nigerian, as a person is, most of the people that are traveling abroad, that are involved in this jackpot, some of them, they are ignorant of what is happening outside there. Some of them, they have the, the erroneous belief 
that the moment you are able to jackpot out of Nigeria, the dollars, the euros, the pounds are there on the ground of Europe, US, mention the seven, uh, the, um, the six continents outside Africa, or including Africa, the seven continents of the world that we get them easily. And I discovered that our youth nowadays, they are not contented. They want to make, you will see a youth telling you, when they are being intercepted at the airport and brought to our office, they will tell you, if you say how much you do buy, uh, did you purchase your tickets, your document, they will say 700,000, 800,000. Where did you get it from? Some of them will tell you their families ran around, ran around to put this money together. The question I normally ask on them is, please, don't do you still believe that in Nigeria, somebody can still make it, they will say yes. What are, uh, were you going to Dubai for? Or Egypt, they will tell you that we just we have a visa of two weeks, a month. We just wanted to go there and see things by ourselves to assess uh, these countries. If it's a place we could live, I would just laugh. Because they are ignorant. And some of these people are not illiterate. But that is not to say that, that is not to say that some of them will still describe that they are illiterate. Some of them, when you ask for their qualification, they don't even have qualification. Someone that is in SS2, SS3, that is about rounding up in secondary school, you don't have any certificates. You, can, you, can, you don't have WIAC, you don't have NECO, nothing. And you want to leave your country, the shores of Nigeria, to other country. You say that they, they tell you that they want to go and meet their cousin, their boyfriend, have just look at them and, and laugh because some of them, their problem is ignorance and illiteracy. And I see lack of contentment. Our youth are no longer contented. As, as terrible as things are in Nigeria, some people are still on their own. They learn vocations, uh, they learn skills, they learn vocations, they are, they, they are into businesses and they are making it. What are the way I, 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 um, I normally counsel our victims that have been intercepted or being repatriated from other countries. Be contented. Be contented. Don't be greedy. Don't be convertious. <laughs> because everybody, they want to make it in the day. They don't want to, uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have that patience. So I've learned a lot of things during the course of counseling victims of human trafficking, victims of irregular migration, that's in the course of sensitizing these victims, or the, 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 the general public as a whole, we need to be emphasizing on contentment. And people should be contented with what they have. All of right. us cannot jackpot because there is no country that is not facing economic hardship. No country is not facing inflation. No country is not facing is not uh, having uh, the problem of terrorism and the uh, banditry. All the countries of the world are facing one problem or the other. Some countries mm -hmm. are warring among themselves or with other countries. So I will just appeal to our youth that if, you want, if they want to jackpot, 
they should jackpot in the regular way. They should have their documents so that they will not end up being second-class citizens anywhere they find themselves and not end up going to these countries and be beckoning on us in Nigeria now to come and rescue us. Thank you. I agree with you absolutely, Mrs. Comfort. Contentment is key. And yes. um, we all need to be contented. Uh, Chilia, mm -hmm. your answer, oh, but Chilia, do you agree that there are people in Nigeria who actually mm -hmm. have nothing to be contented about? Honestly, um, if we are going to handle or talk about this Japa um, concept, we have to look at the foundation. Who started this thing? And how did we get here? I mean, I want to use myself as an example, how I got, excuse me, how I got involved in this kind of journey. You know, so there are these persons who, who would claim that they want to help you, especially when you're in a vulnerable state. Yes. They would claim that they want to step in and be that, that help that your family actually needs. And if you look at their history, you would find out that they were once like you, probably they had such challenges in the past. And then they took such steps and things actually got better when they got there. So they bring that kind of hope. Now, most Nigerians who are traveling, we have to know this. Most Nigerians who are traveling actually know that where they are going to, it's not as if they are going to pluck money up there. But they've given them this kind of hope that when you get there, like for me, they told me at some points, even if you're going to do very harsh jobs, even if you're going to be a cleaner, you're going to really work really hard. By the time you, you, you go to school and all of that, you might even be lucky. A white man will marry. They said a lot of beautiful things that I didn't even, like I, I've never dreamt of. I've always, I, I, I studied architecture. So I had, my dream was entirely different from what I eventually encountered on the road. But then the way they will present it. So they come in as if, they are, they are bringing you this beauty. But by the time you get there, they will also tell you that when you get there, it's not going to be that easy. You will still have your struggles. You're still going to pay a debt. So you are well, oh, I have this debt I'm going to pay. But then I'm hardworking. As, as one thing I know about Nigerians, Nigerians are very hardworking. Nigerians are strong people. The people yeah. I met on the road are very strong. They are determined. Despite the stress, despite the pain, people still held on to, okay, so I become a strong support system to the other person and the other person is supporting me and we are all encouraging ourselves that you're not going to do this forever. It's just a matter of a few years. And by the time you're done, your family will be smiling. So that kind of hope. And I know that I've been in Nigeria for um, 26, 20, uh, 26 to 27 years of my life before I migrated. That kind of hope, I didn't see it. I have struggled. Even while I was in school, I was struggling. The, the, um, the um, this year of my school told us while we were trying to protest about what was going on with our results, he said education is not for the poor. So hearing that, I do know that I have to do something to help my family. Young Nigerians are not migrating because they are lazy, or they are not contented. There are so many people who can't even feed one meal a day. Let us be honest. These guys are vulnerable. When I meet them and I tell them about migrating, they will jump on it. They will jump immediately. They won't think about it. And some families will go as far as looking for these persons who will give them that kind of support. So as a mother, 
I know that, oh, my family is not where we are supposed to be. So what can I do best? And then somebody says, I know somebody somewhere who can carry your daughter. Just give her. A friend of mine was telling me the other day that um, there's this young girl, the dad is outside the country for some time, they didn't hear from the dad. So the mom and the other children, they've been struggling. Someone came to them and the lady offered to take the first daughter. That was all the um, help the woman needed. She didn't even think twice. She just said, what can we do? What do we need to do? She changed her daughter's name. I was upset. I told them, why would you go that far? They prepared documents for the girl with a different name. So they are desperate. They are hungry. They are suffering. You are seeing it from the angle of the fact that you're a bit comfortable. Some students can't even pay their school fee. As I last year, I was trying to do one, um, one research because of my, uh, the way I migrated because it was due to education challenges. I was asking some students, some students in Delta, when I met them, didn't even have money to pay their school fees. Some were just fetching with some of their classmates in their houses. And then some person, if you hear their stories, these are young girls who left home and probably they, they didn't know such things would happen, but it happened. And then Absolutely. if someone offers them that kind of support, they would want to leave. So there is so much, we need to start looking at the foundation. There's so much we ignore. If we must have a job back, we need A lot to of leave. hands are up, Chilean. Um, Mr. Boyo, I, I saw your hand up earlier. Are you still there? Um, yes. Um, it was something you said, taking us back. You made a statement, and I would just like to address it a little bit. You said, and I quote, most of the Nigerians that have traveled are doing very well. I, I hope I said it correctly the way you said it. But I beg to differ on that and say most of the Nigerians that have traveled out appear to be doing very well because it's what they show you that we um, focus on. And like the young people are talking about um, the illusion of they think it's a better life. It's very easy to go to a car sales and drive a Lamborghini and take pictures and say my new car, or go to a house uh, or somewhere and take pictures. It's all about pictures and visuals and the idea of they're doing very well. Nobody's going to show you that they're scrubbing toilets or they're working in a um, graveyard or they're um, working in the patrol station, but they will show you the good things. So when you say, it appeared, I mean, uh, most of them are doing very well. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm saying that's the idea that most people have that once you leave this field, you're going to be doing very well. These guys, I've told you, it's not that easy. I agree with have... you. Yes. Yes. I agree with you, Mr. Boyu, that there are, there are many Nigerians out there who are left in the cold and uh, who perhaps, um, you know, we have a lot of friends in the US and in the UK. Apart from the financial status. I know of, um, you know, mothers who call my wife. You know, my wife now have to do a lot of counseling over, over Zoom. I mean, they are so, they are dealing with depression. Many of them, it is the issue of the culture shock. Mm -hmm. Some of them mm -hmm. got there and then they're asking themselves, why did I leave? Why did I sell everything I have <laughs> and leave for the UK? You know, I know of a, lady in my church who is an established fashion designer in Nigeria. In fact, she has branches 
across states and then she decided to leave mm. with her husband to the UK. Do you know, Mr. Boyo, that she flew back exactly one week after? <laughs> just got there and said, there is this no is way I'm doing this. I mean, she got there, she had, she had shut down. She, she had the plan to have a business to keep running, but then she had, they sold their car, they let out their you know, rented apartment. She returned immediately. So mm -hmm. I understand that there are a few cases like that. However, we must not also underestimate the fact that there are many Nigerians doing well. Oh, yes. So months yes, ago, yes. a friend of mine yes. came in from the US. We went to school together. This is my friend. He has even been on this podcast before. Ends $86,000. Oh, my God. When I heard that figure, honestly, I know of contentment, but I started doing some calculations. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There are people doing well. Don't get me wrong. I I'm just some calculations saying, in Naira. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that, that idea that everyone yes, that goes is doing absolutely. well. Absolutely. Also, let me quickly interject. There's one word we're all forgetting. B-I-L-L-L-S. Bills. If you don't yeah. pay your bills, you can make $86,000 and your bills are $84,000. That is bills how our road works. If you don't pay your you. bills, they cut everything off. Absolutely. So some interesting figures here. Jerry, I see your hand and I'll come to you shortly. Sometime last month, or was it two months ago, somewhere in Alberta, Canada, an all Nigerian class graduated from the Master of Law program at the University of Calvary Law School. So 10 master students and they were all Nigerians. Those are the kind of news I hear that I'm wondering, oh my God, who is going to tell them in Canada that Nigeria is going to take over the country very soon? Jerry, please go ahead. I saw your hands up. Okay, Nifery. Uh, I actually want to add a little to what um, Kilian was saying. Yeah. Um, Mr. Boyu have said part of it. I think you just threw a little light on it and let me just add a little to it. You see this jackpot, 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 jackpot syndrome we are talking about. Gone are the days, um, I, I'm still very young, but let me, permit me to quote uh, the late 70s, 80s and early 90s, you know, you know, to, people were traveling, yeah, but there was a need for them to travel. That's where you will see a community can come together, sponsor somebody and travel. When the person finishes education or whatever he has gone there to do, he will come back to the, you know, to the community and help the community. You know, parents, you know, we support their children. They can decide to leave, maybe a parent that had four children, can decide to leave three children. They will put their resources together, <laughs> train one child. And when the child has, you know, gotten to the peak where he's not picking up, is expected that the child will come back and start training the other three that is remaining. So there was need for people, you know, migrating. And it's because the situation we find ourselves is actually not helping. Like you said, a lot of uh, some, some Nigerian people are making it. But the question should be, out of the percentage of people in Nigeria who are actually making it, how many Nigerians are successful? Put the statistics together between now and 70, 80, and the early 90s, you discover that 
the chart is not clear. And that's the reason why people will keep traveling every day by day. Now, like we do say, like I said before, we are not saying you should not travel. But if you must travel, you should travel the right way. A lot of people, Nifemi, are frustrated in higher institution. I met a lady who was in school in her final year, planning to graduate, and the HOD told her that they cannot find a result. Now, the question is, this lady paid school fees year one. She checked her results. She had the matric number. She went for classes. She wrote tests. She wrote everything, collected money for house rent and everything for, 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 for handouts. First year, second year, third year. Seeing you save it in few months. And they said, lady, do you know what? Your name is not in the school register. And this lady do not know where to go back to. At the end of the day, she might see if she finds herself in Libya route, not even knowing how she's going to get. Her. One is this shame. How do I tell my dad? How do I tell people looking at me? A lot of them that we cannot, a lot of them, some lecturers, you know, you know, take advantages of them. And when they get back to their own room and they ask themselves, who can I tell? How do I make it? They, they, there's one of my friends that would travel together. He was in Aochi Polytechnic. The other sister was in Aochi Polytechnic before he traveled. She said that the lecturer take advantage of her and she lost her home. And she didn't know how to tell her mom. As I speak to you now, she's still in Torino in Italy. And she said, till I die, I will not come to Nigeria. So the, 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 the way it used to be those days that people used to go to the other side, you know, and, you know, struggle and get things done is no longer the same way. That is why people don't want to even stay. They want to say, share now risk. Let me go and risk it. If I can risk it here in Nigeria for 20 years, for 25 or 26, I know if I get there, if I spend that same 26, 27 years, it's going to be better. However, we are not also advising you to go through the Libya route, to do it to the regular means. Try Absolutely. and migrate. Right. You, Jerry. We're running out of time now. I'd like to know if Deborah is still online. Deborah, okay. are you there? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Oh, good. I just want us to explore this angle and then we'll wrap up. Um, we've talked extensively about irregular migration. However, as we begin to wrap up, I'd like us to consider those who are leaving the country the right way. Many people now leave to, you know, do their master's program for some two years. And then their plan is to get a job there and extend their stay and perhaps get a green card of Luca, whatever it is that they call it there. There are actually quite a number of Nigerians who are leaving Nigeria the right way. Some of them, their spouses are going for education and then they have a visa that allows them to follow with the rest of the family. But there's this implication that I've noticed on the quality of relationships and marriage. Earlier, we established the fact that one of the reasons, one, one way which people leave Nigeria is through tech, through education, but people also leave through marriage. So I've had a couple of friends whose partners are in the US or the UK, and then the partner comes to Nigeria to get married with the hope that we'll join the partner in a short time. And then the short time extends to six months to one year, sometimes two or three years. And you begin to look at the strain that that is having on the quality of our relationship. There are people who are married. I know of a friend who had gone to 
Canada and then found himself in the US, I think he had, he had, he had attempted some things, maybe told them that he left Nigeria because of Boko Haram. And he left a pregnant wife in Nigeria and then he can't return back to Nigeria again. Except he just decided to come back and not return again. I'd like us to speak to, is it really worth it? The quest for a greener pasture, is it worth it to strain your relationship with your spouse and that of your children? Or should you just rather stay back in Nigeria and hope that things get better? I'd like to take um, Deborah first. If Dr. Oh. Ama is here, I'd also like to get a reaction to that. Deborah, please go on. Okay, as regards, you know, if it's worth it. Um, and I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say, but one, one thing I know is uh, really, basically, it doesn't, it's not worth it, actually. I would say it's not worth it because um, for children that actually have to go, go up without either of their parents and, you know, the only thing is, oh, daddy is over there because, you know, daddy is working to, like, provide, you know, money for us. Well, you don't have, like, you know, a relationship with your father. And for some, for some boys, they actually misbehave because, you know, they have no figure, father figure. Um, father figure doesn't have to be your father. It could actually be an uncle. But for some people, they don't even have a relationship with other people. They just have this very, very small circle. And it's just their mom and their mom and their and their and their and the children and for some the, the even some for, for some time sometimes the even the father doesn't even probably like remember home again he doesn't remember home again and and i i, I don't think at, at that point i don't think i don't think it's worth it really i don't think it's worth it I don't think it's worth it. I if mean, you don't have, you don't. But, but there's also yeah. the, uh, there's, also, there's also, sorry, I don't know why I'm stammering because I, I really don't know what to say. But there's also the aspect that, you know, you could also be like, you could have a virtual relationship. You know, you talk to your daddy on the phone, you, all of that thing. Maybe it could actually make up for it. And if the father can actually be coming, you know, at interval, you know, to come visit him, I think at that point, okay, yeah, maybe it's worth it. But if the father is just going to be gone away for like 10 years, 15 years, you don't even know what your father what your father likes, you know, you don't know the person of your own father. I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. I don't know. <laughs> and have you heard about, who else have heard about arranged marriages abroad? You're already married in Nigeria, but to get a stay in America, you yeah. have to marry a white woman yeah. or a white man. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's okay. What do you think about it? A mode of survival, right? It doesn't work it. It doesn't work it. Doesn't it doesn't work it. But people do it. I have a friend that uh, um, would I say fiance? were get, planning to get married at the time. Um, so the guy met someone online, a woman online, a white woman online. And so the guy left Nigeria and he's been away almost five years. Yeah. So he's been away. He's not coming back. He's married to that woman there. But he sends, he sends money back to the one here in Nigeria. So She's still keeping hope alive. And I, I feel like that it's not okay. It's not worth it. It's been away for five years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Married to a white woman, Married an older woman. And then this one here in Nigeria is hoping that things will get better. Well, mm -hmm. after all, you find out that some um, things are worth more than. Who's there? 
No, it's yes. uh, what I wanted to add is sometimes when you say worth it, it's not what was planned. Sometimes it doesn't go, most times it doesn't go according to your plan because you can't predict what's going to happen. And a lot of people get stuck. So it's not like someone plans to go for 10 years. They have this plan when they live over. I'll go, I'll get married, or I'll work for two years, then I'll come back, I'll take my wife and my children. It doesn't work that way. Because if you're not um, documented, you'll be stuck there for 20 years without any documentation. And the minute you leave that country, you cannot return. So sometimes people are stuck in the situation. So it's not about if it's working or not. Sometimes it doesn't go according to plan because you cannot plan these things. There's no guarantee that when you go, you're going to have your proper documentation, or even if people that get married are denied visas sometimes because the embassies know about arranged marriages. Arranged marriages is not a new thing. It's been going on since the 60s. So it's not something that just started recently. And that is perhaps why everyone who is eyeing abroad should just go the right way, right? Yes. yes. Go so the right way. Shine your eye and go the right way. Go the right way so that you don't get stuck for 20 years. Ignorance is the biggest issue. Ignorance. People don't yes. know the right way. So like VOMA is doing and all those agencies, NAPTI, VOMA, IOM, educating people is the most important thing because people do not know. People think you Absolutely. need an agent to travel and you need to pay 3 million naira to travel. Agents cannot guarantee you a visa. Only exactly. the visa officer with the stamp can guarantee you that visa. From here to high waters, going to church, nothing will guarantee you that visa. Only that person stamping it. So agents, forget about that. They can help you, but they cannot guarantee you a visa. Yes. And they can Bye also right, traffic you. Sorry to come in. They can also traffic you. Agents can also be traffickers. Yes. But people don't yes. see that. Mm. Yes. And those aunties and uncles that promise you a better life, be very careful of them. <laughs> I want to say that, uh, I want to add by saying that uh, from the, in the course of doing our job in Axip, we discovered that most of these agents are even being used by traffickers to traffic smuggle people. It uh, work. Oh <laughs> Voma for them. Yes. To be network edit. Network edit statement. This is why many of us want to japa. So so um this 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 agent, okay. I think yeah. uh, sometimes last week I, I went to see some of the return migrants from, from Libya in um in one area in Gondo where they use presently now. I can see that even the people that, that left that we had deceived, they, now, they come back now with serious anger. They were now pointing the people that this is the person that trafficked me. So if Nigerians can, if Nigerians can, because what we do is as women, when they come, we'll go and talk to them and give them life support. Like if now you're back to Nigeria, this is how you survive, this is how you do X, Y, Z. This is how we survive when we came back. And I saw some people, no, I must talk. I must talk. This is the person yeah. that trapped me. I said, are you serious? Yeah. Are you giving dictates? And the person started talking. So 
it's something that we need to encourage our people. We are not saying you should not travel. And if you suspect anybody who is a trafficker around you in your vicinity, please report to NAPTI. Seriously, Absolutely. report. Just, just call. I think there's a toll free. I don't know if the NAPTI official can help us with a toll free number. I think it's back now. It's like Boko. And you can call the one. The toll free yeah. number of NAPTI is 627. Okay. Six All right. to seven. Yeah. Six to seven. All right. So apart from the toll free, um, uh, Voma is doing uh, a lot for this return migrant so that they will get their mind re-engineered again into the society. Because when you left, the place you left when you left is not the same place you are going to meet now that you come back. So it's a different <laughs> thing entirely. So, but as Absolutely. you're coming back, we first of all see you, we give you mindset re-engineering, try to give you mental health and psychosocial support so that you will not be thinking you still have one million in your account. Meanwhile, that million has lost value. <laughs> and, you know, wow. the, um, um, the frame net also, there had been a lot of things. So I think it's an opportunity for Nigerians to wake up, you know, and stop jackpotting the irregular way and start doing it. We're going to right have... Way. We're going to have a part of this conversation and then we'll look for real people who have jackpot and who are outside the country and also find out from them uh, what the what the situation is. But I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who's been a part of this broadcast. Namaste. Of this broadcast. Uh, Deborah Durokwito, thank you so yes. much for joining us. We look forward to having you in subsequent episodes. Chile and Nazu. Uh, good to hear from you always. Jerry Adelu, thank you for all the good work you're doing. Um, you, please let me know when I get a jackpine so I can follow you. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the Napship Zona Commander Lagos, Boko. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us. Peter Amand Boyo. Thank you, Mr. Always a good time to hear from you. So hey. I have... I have a beautiful wife and two lovely daughters, and I can't imagine leaving them for greener pasture. I mean, I would do everything to cater to them, but I don't think that I can do anything that would get me stuck in the UK. The money wouldn't, wouldn't matter after all if I'm not with my family. So I'm hoping that that inspires someone. Thank you everyone for being a part of the podcast and everyone who's watched online. You can listen to it again on all of our podcast platforms. We'll see you again next week. I'm Nifemi Oguntoye. A big thank you to Thinking Riri Margin and Dr. Ama for this one. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast. The executive producer is Dr. Ama, co-producer Peter Amon Boyle. And it is moderated by Nifemi Oguntoye. The podcast is edited by Nelkan and supervised by Doon Sokwa. Thinking Remargined emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change. The views, opinions and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of thinking reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening, and we, we hope, hope you have enjoyed, enjoyed this episode. episode. 
We invite you to subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and other outlets. We look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week. Thinking Reimagined podcast is produced by Live Abundantly. We welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website, livesabundantly.com. Or you can follow us on social media and Live Abundantly 8. Thinking, Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for a better global society. society.